Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I have a conversation with Bas Dijkstra about the benefits of contract testing. In this episode, we talk about who is responsible for testing, removing the reliance on end-to-end tests, and where to start with learning contract testing. And also, we touch on other topics like bidirectional contracts, which we previously spoke about with USAF. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Bas. Nice to meet you, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Hi, Lewis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to a chat. Yeah, so I've followed you for a long time on social media and stuff like that. But oh, you're was that taking, you? Taking a bit of a break from social media right now? I'm trying to. Not always succeeding, <laughs> but I'm trying to uh, dial it down a little. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. This year, you started a new role. Is that right, at Inspired Academy? Yeah, it was actually September of last year, so September 2021, where I joined Inspired Testing as their director of Academy. Amazing. So, yeah, what was your journey to to becoming the director there, and, and what does your role now involve? So, before I started here, I've pretty much always been an engineer and consultant in the software testing and more specifically in the automation space. So Mm -hmm. I've done uh, the engineering, the consulting part for about 15 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I started in 2006. So sort of kind of 15 years. Started out with a big consultancy then moved to a smaller consultancy And then I started on my own as a freelancer. And over the last couple of years, I slowly branched out from just being full-time consultant to also doing training, to doing some public speaking, some blogging, which which I've been doing for five, six years now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, basically diversifying whatever it is that I do, getting more involved in the community, sharing knowledge with, which is really, really fun to do. And so, yeah, the, especially the training part of my career has grown quite significantly over the last couple of years. And that's probably one of the reasons why. So I've been in touch with Inspire Testing for about four years already. So I've been chatting to, to them for a while, seeing them grow. And they approached me somewhere in June of last year. To say, well, we are going to invest in our academy and we're looking for someone to to basically run with that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's that's how I ended up in, at Inspire Testing at the Inspired Academy. So what kind of people come through the academy and, and what's... what's the- we, I basically have four audiences. Sure. Um, it is our own staff. So Inspire Testing is a software testing services provider based in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We are just shy of 300 people now. Nice. Um, so that's one audience and making sure that our own staff are properly trained and get, gets the training opportunities that they're looking for. We provide public courses. So individual individuals who go to our website can sign up for those cor- for courses. We do quite a few B2B engagements. So mm-hmm. when existing or new clients, uh, companies, teams come to us and say, well, we have a team who want, uh, who are, we want to upskill in something related to testing or automation. 
that's yeah. what we that's what we do. So that's the third one, and the fourth one is in February of this year we started a finished intake of interns. Nice. So they, and they are going there now. Just and at the time of recording this, almost two months away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in a one-year traineeship, yeah, um, which will yeah grow them into junior automation engineers really awesome sounds great yeah it is it it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah. a lot of stuff that i so i've again i've always been engineer or consultant i've never been head of anything or director of anything so there's a lot that i'm figuring out on the fly yeah but yeah the support's great so uh, and they 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 knew that when they brought me in so yeah. they, they, that's the they, way isn't it yeah you, uh, it is. get the job and then work out how to do it later yep that's <laughs> yeah that's that's the story of the last six seven months absolutely awesome good stuff so obviously you blog about contract testing and you're active in that space training and stuff like that so when did you first kind of learn about it so i've just looked it up just before and i think the first time i got in touch with the team behind packed and packed that was probably the first and that's some two and a half three years ago now mm-hmm. um so i've been writing about the training in the api testing and mocking space for a little longer mm-hmm. blogging about that a little again speaking about it doing training in it and i think and i can't remember exactly but i think it was the pack team who reached out to me who said well i will look at and, and we have this 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 approach this new approach to as solving all of those issues you've got with large-scale integration and end-to-end testing it's called contract testing this might be something that interests you too so that's where i started reading up yeah. on it and trying out the tools and, and seeing what basically what contract testing is all about so yeah. and that's where this whole thing started yeah Mm-hmm. So, what kind of things at the time did you like about it, and problems did it solve for you? Um, I've been in testing and automation for again almost fifteen years now, and and especially over the last couple of years, of course, systems software has become ever more distributed. Uh, the mm-hmm. whole from monoliths to service-oriented architecture to microservices to and one of the challenges that brings is doing again large-scale integration and end-to-end testing you have all these different components that you need to get into the right state at the right time developed in different teams in different organizations even it's really hard to synchronize that to get everything in place in the right state at the right time contract testing claimed to be an approach and, and it has proven to be an approach ever since to solve that issue. So that to me is the most, the biggest benefit really that I saw and that, that I speak about too. And not the, the tools are fantastic, but it, it's really about the underlying problem that it's also really, which is uh, not having to build that big integration environment really. And having, uh, having all these dependencies, which could be dozens or even hundreds of them yep. and all spinning them up getting them into the right state at a single point in that each and every time you want to um, run your integration tests. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I think that's a big, big win for me is when I'm talking to teams and I say to them, what what are the challenges you have with your oh. integration tests? And then people start coming out, oh, the environment's not stable. It takes a lot of setup. I've got these scripts that rely on each other. They have dependencies. And so this is where I think for me, contract testing really comes in and can really solve these people's problems. Yeah. I love the way, and, and I've, I've stolen this, this wording from, from the, from the pack and pack flow team. So, uh, what I like about it is that it makes integration testing asynchronous, really. Yeah. So instead of trying to, to spin up and have, have everything in place at the same time. So do synchronous integration testing, each party, each component in that entire in in your environment in your in your distributed system does their due diligence as part of their own build development cycle really and everything is 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 stored into common and that makes it asynchronous which is much much easier to manage yeah that's a really good way to describe it <laughs> i didn't come up with it so <laughs> no. i don't want to take credit for that but i love <laughs> that's what i love about it. and and it it it's something that i'm always trying to do when I'm training and trying to improve is really make these complex, complicated things and try to, to explain that in as simple terms as possible. And th- yeah. this is for me, just the difference between synchronous, asynchronous is, is a great way of uh, illustrating, describing the benefits of contract testing. With. When I run my workshops, the first thing I always do is I ask people, do you know what it is? have you got an idea about how you would do it and the majority is always i don't know what it is and i have no idea how i would (laughs) implement that that sounds really really familiar yeah yeah so do you get the same thing and yeah what kind of feedback do you get yeah absolutely so it's it's just contract testing it's a term that a lot of people sort of kind of are becoming aware of now. So they know it's a thing and they know it's there. But as you said, when you ask them, well, can you explain to me what contract testing is? Well, blank stares. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No, not not really. I'm still, my explanation has, has definitely, hopefully, become better over the last couple of years but it takes time because it is it is a different way of approaching a problem yeah. so whenever i do a contract testing workshop with clients or at a conference or whatever i always start with this kind of, so the first part is theory and that might take me 20 30 minutes just yeah. pro- properly explaining what it is, how it works, how the, the, the uh, if we talk about traditional, I love how we start talking about traditional contract testing now yeah. um, with the whole new bi-directional thing being, exactly. being the new approach. Uh, but the traditional consumer-driven contract testing, uh, explaining the flow, how it works, the responsibilities of each of the parties. So it's a, it takes me a solid 20, 30 minutes, but I want people to understand what's happening before I show them the code base that I typically use in workshops. What's happening here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you've got that set set up, then the learning curve 
does drop after that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the, the first thing I typically do in these in these workshops is just have people replay. Don't don't make any changes yet. Just run the tests on the consumer side. See yeah. that a contract is appearing somewhere. Don't even introduce packed brokers until way later in the workshop. So I want them yeah. to just and just because I, I want to introduce one concept at a time, really. Yeah. And that that's already pretty hard with. Contracts. But mm. and then we'll just copy that contract from the consumer to the provider, mm. run the tests on the provider, and see that all those tests pass. Which means yeah, the provider can yeah, fulfill all of the expectations mm-hmm. in the contracts generated by the consumer. Yeah, it's typically only then when I first told them the story and explained them the flow of contract testing and said, "Well, now just repeat that flow." Those. It, well, three of the four steps. So generate the contract, copy the contract, verify the expectations in the contract. That they say, oh, this is what it looks like. And that, yeah. That's when things start to click. For sure. Yeah, no, that's a good good way to approach it, I think. Um, so in your blogs, you have this running theme of a sandwich store. So is there a story behind this or is it... This is got to sound incredibly disappointing, but no, not really. Other than who doesn't like a good sandwich? <laughs> yeah. No, not really. I was looking for, I use things like web shop themes really often yeah. in a lot of talks, courses and stuff because everybody knows what a web shop is and what it does. So yeah. I, I was just looking for an example that was, familiar to most if not all of the people who would read it and so yeah to not make things even more complex <laughs> yeah but no there's not really much more of a story behind it sorry yeah, yeah. no <laughs> yeah. no that's all good when i started performance testing it was the pet shop that was obviously the... yeah the the, the 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 swagger pet store or yeah exactly, yeah so yeah. we thought yeah so i touched upon this a bit with yusuf in the previous episode but I think one of the gaps that potentially bidirectional can fill is the separation between testers and developers in implementing contract testing and getting involved with it. So I think that's where kind of end-to-end testing for me is a good conversation to bring in contract testing and say it can solve some of your problems and understanding it is part of the, the way towards saying, okay, I don't need to rely so heavily on my end-to-end test suites rather than looking at it from an outside perspective, which I think a lot of integration tests do. I was interested to hear your thoughts on how you kind of see the the difference between testers' input and, and developers' input. That is a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, so thank you for that. So that that's making me think as well. Uh, to 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 be really honest, I I try to steer conversation away from who's responsible for what uh, yep. most of the time. So that goes for software testing in general, for automation mm-hmm. in general, not just for contract testing. There's always discussion who does what. Yeah. Um, my typical answer to that is I don't really care as long as it gets done. Yeah. And I know that 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 is a gross generalization. I, I, I sometimes joke, well, I don't care if the janitor does it as long as it gets done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, um, the, the, the better answer to that is, of course, it, it depends. It, it depends on your your team. 
skill sets and skills of individuals, the distribution, the, the, the ratio of testers, developers in your team, and whether or not, and, and, and a lot of teams have sort of kind of stopped identifying labeling people as either developers or testers in their team. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in a lot of times that's a really good thing because they are not separate disciplines. Really. They're so intertwined, really. So it, it's it's really difficult to say, well, this is where development starts and ends. This is where testing starts and ends. Yes. So that's why I, I try not to say about that. How can testers get involved? They, they, if you do this, they should get involved. They, they have people who identified it or are identified as testers or that I find identified themselves as testers. That that's totally fine by the way. But so you so what is, you're saying is that all forms of testing, right, is both responsibility. So I think what I was leaning towards was end to end testing is traditionally done by yeah. testers, right? Yeah. But if all testing is done by everyone yeah. Then so, that conversation is is steered a different way, right? Yeah, it it's it it's it's approaching the problem in a in a slightly different way. And, and on the other hand, I don't really believe in the illusion that everybody should be able to do everything because that's mm. because what you get then what you typically get then is everybody's really mediocre at best at everything. Sure, yeah. But what I like to talk about more is is that the trick with testing in general and especially with automation is writing your test your automation as close to the problem as close to the implementation as possible and i think yeah contract testing because it it is so by just by nature uh, and by because it breaks down that whole integration problem into much more uh, a lot more smaller sub problems or sub questions or sub tasks maybe automatically you get your testing done way closer to the implementation which means it'll probably be easier to incorporate in your just as part of your regular development life cycle your development uh, your your build pipeline your so and again because it breaks down that big integration testing problem into a series of smaller and i think that's a good thing for Test the soup because, well, you know, we all know that these these large scale integration end to end tests they are hard, mm. hard to write, hard to run, hard to maintain, take a lot of time. So any effort, any uh, any possibility you have of breaking that down into smaller problems, and yes, that that requires both developers, but especially testers to to work more closely together they don't just look at an application just from an outsider perspective anymore yeah they need to dive deeper into what what are the different components what are the different consumers the different providers how do those communicate with one another and what's the at this integration testing and this integration issue that i've seen from which consumer provider which integration is is causing this bigger problem and zooming in and and writing tests that are much more fine-grained really much more uh, much smaller in scope which i think is going to try and avoid talking about pyramids here but yeah it is it is a a good attitude to basically the only thing i say about it is is don't try and solve something with an integration or that you can solve with small i'd rather have many more 
smaller tests, which is basically what contract testing is doing. It's breaking down this big problem into all these smaller sub-tasks, really. And if, at the end of the day, if that's the developer doing it, tester doing it, somebody else may be doing it, that'll be different for for every team, really. Great answer. Thanks. Thanks for that. Cool. So I think that wraps up what I wanted to cover today. So where can we find some of your resources, your blog, and everything like that? And first of all, again, the Director of Inspired Academy, we offer courses in and training in the software testing and automation space. If you're interested in seeing what we have on offer, that's inspiretesting.com forward slash academy. My own blog is at ontestautomation.com. So that's where you can find my ramblings on a lot of different things related to testing and especially automation. Well, the main name sort of kind of gives it away. Yeah. And that's also where I I just now this morning published the late, the last of a six-part post series on contract testing. But there's lots more on there as well. And yeah, um, as you said in the beginning of this episode, I am trying to dial down a little bit on my, especially my LinkedIn activity, but you can still find me there, contact me there, message me there. And I'm more than happy to have a chat on anything, software testing, automation, or uh, training. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put some links in the show notes to all those things. I really appreciate that. So find those there. And yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Lewis. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you.